On today's episode of Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling, Joe and I just finished up watching Friday Night SmackDown, followed up by AEW Rampage from the United Center, and there is way too much to talk about that happened tonight. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the weekly wrestling recap, everything that happened in the week leading up to SummerSlam tomorrow, and... NXT TakeOver on Sunday. This episode is going to drop on Saturday before SummerSlam starts. That way you can hear our predictions. We're going to have those for SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 36. It's going to be a lot today. We're going to, we're going to talk. It's going to be an all-wrestling show. I'm excited. Um, I, still, I still have goosebumps. It's we, we just finished Rampage, and I, st- I still have goosebumps. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at DDT WrestlePod. You can follow me on Untapped at Dylan Freed. You can follow Joe on Untapped at Joe Kalinowski. We have got an incredible show for everyone today. Joe, you ready to get this thing going? Yep. Let's go. Welcome into episode 20. We made it 20 episodes in. This is the Drunk Dudes Talking Wrestling. I am Dylan. I'm I'm, Joe. I'm joined by Joe. Hello, Joe. Joe, CM Punk is back. Who? No, 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 no. The the fans usually chant what? Oh. (laughs) Who? Joe, I know you started watching wrestling in 2017, so this might be a little bit hard to comprehend for you, but I mean, it's the return that everyone's been waiting for for seven years. The man has been out of a wrestling company for seven years. He said that he's been out of professional wrestling for, when was 2005? 16 years, which I thought that was a that was a good jab at WWE. It... His promo, obviously, so so AEW Rampage, they had their their show from the United Center in Chicago tonight. Leading up to it, everyone's thinking CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. Honestly, like, I, I had been saying it for weeks. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. And they gave it to us right away. The, they, they announced, they were like, big announcement coming up next. There wasn't really a big announcement. It was It was really just... It, there was no announcement at all. You didn't need to announce it. CM Punk, Cult of Personality, by Living Color. The music hits. The crowd goes fucking insane. I might have wet my pants a little bit. I still have goosebumps. I didn't actually wet my pants. Yeah, you were on my couch, so I'd prefer if that was if that were not the case. I, I did not not again. 
What? <laughs> Let the record state that I'm, I've I've never never done that on my couch or ever. <laughs> totally. Um, look, I get drunk every now and then, just like right now. But yeah, it, in my opinion, like this, like since AEW started, right? Everyone's been talking about AEW versus WWE. I don't think that. And just kind of been like talking about how like there's a, there's a war, like a new Monday night war is coming, like WCW versus WWE is happening all over again. I never really looked into it too much. Never really like thought about it too much. It's just like, I don't really think they were really at war. And honestly, up until tonight, I really never thought AEW even had a shot going up against WWE they're they're just too global they're too out there for everyone but this is AEW taking a big swing they're firing the first shot on the war that is i mean th- this has to be a war in the making here and they fired the first shot here i don't know they just put their new show on after smackdown you know, they're not trying to go directly against the big shows just yet. No offense, Paul Witt. Mm. Um, and their other show is on Wednesday, and they went up against NXT originally, and now they're going up against no one on Wednesdays. So it seems like they're giving WWE their space. It doesn't really look like they're they're trying to take down the other company like WCW did, tried to do with WWE. Yeah, like... Or vice versa. Like... The companies have even said like they're not they are not at odds with each other. They're not really at war like WWE and WCW were. I I struggle to really like believe that. Like you have to think that AEW is gunning for the number number one wrestling show spot. But also like and also and also WWE is saying that like they're just gonna worry about them. They're just gonna worry about their business and what they're doing. I don't really buy it for a second. Like they they have to know what the other one is doing. I kind of agree with you in the sense that like they're not trying to take one another out. I I do I don't think either of these companies is going away anytime soon, maybe ever. I don't really know. Too early to tell. But this is a war where neither of them is going to win. The winner in this war is us. The winner in this war is the fans. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Joe's really tired. I've been up a while. Joe, uh, what's uh what's what's got you feeling so tired? Is it just is it your bedtime? Oh, it's past my bedtime at this point. N- approximately 20 minutes past your bedtime from what you told me earlier. Uh yeah, about an hour and 20 minutes to 20 minutes past my bedtime. It's it's ranging. Ranging from 10 to 11? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Friday night, so... Yeah. Drink up. We're going to have... I'm excited. I'm, I'm just... I'm excited for the next... I mean, I'm excited for the, like the rest of this entire year of wrestling based off of what we just saw. We're literally one one third of the way through this weekend, and we've already had an incredible debut slash return to debut. Are you talking about Rick Boogs? Oh, oh! Spoilers! Spoilers for later when we do the <laughs> when we do the weekly recap. 
maybe, maybe I am talking about Rick Boogs. But no, I mean, we're, we're one-third of the way through this weekend. AEW, like I said, fired the first shot. And tomorrow, we have to see how WWE responds. And I think this is just what this is going to turn into. Like, AEW fires a shot in WWE's direction. Not, not necessarily at them, but like, hey... They're, they're saying like, hey, here's what we can put on, top that. It's, it's basically just going to be a, a one-up this match every single week. And like I said, the only winners in this war is us. It's the fans. And I'm, I've am i never been more excited to be a wrestling fan in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty exciting time in wrestling. Especially for our friends like Andy, you know. And Dewey, and Adam. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure they totally watched Rampage tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I sent out the uh, sent out the reminder to send me send me predictions before or during SmackDown. I got I have zero responses so far, so I highly doubt anyone watched Rampage. <laughs> but I was actually surprised the other night when Dewey texted us, uh, texted you and I about the uh, Chris Jericho entrance on Dynamite, which we'll get to later. Uh, I did not think that Dewey ever watched any weekly wrestling show. That that surprised the shit out of me. But yeah, some other stuff that happened this week. So we'll 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 cut away from that because there's not really much. Else. Well, I guess there is one more thing to talk about uh, on Rampage. Obviously, we have uh, CM Punk debut. Does his thing in the on the mic like he always does. One of the best to ever do it on the mic. He calls out Darby Allen and makes their match at All Out official. And he's also going to be at Dynamite on Wednesday. So, like I said, it, it's there's just so much to look forward to on both ends of the spectrum now, with the exception of Monday Night Raw, because it's fucking garbage. I just I watching watching Monday Night Raw it has become a chore at this point. Yeah, absolutely, especially because <laughs> it's the longest fucking show. Yeah. It's it hasn't. I spoiler alert. I didn't didn't watch all of Raw this week because I just couldn't. I just. I think I finished it. Couldn't couldn't bring myself to do it. I definitely finished it. <laughs> yeah, I finished it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that that's official for All Out. Uh, some other stuff that happened. Uh, so last weekend, uh, I ended up watching the uh, Kenny Omega Andrade match at Triple Mania. And Ric Flair came out with Andrade and Kenny Omega still beat Andrade. I thought that the whole like belt collector gimmick and all that stuff that Kenny Omega was doing was great. I thought maybe in the whole thing, he might win more championships, but last week on Rampage, on the debut of Rampage, you, me and Chad, we called it. Christian wins the Impact World Championship. He's now defending tonight against whatever Kurt Hawkins is called now. Brian Myers. I would assume he's probably going to win there. Yeah. And that's at uh, the Impact pay-per-view emergence. Did you see that he officially retired the TNT title? I saw a clip of that. The TNT title? Yeah, the, the TNT TNA? champion. TNA. Yeah, sorry. Did not, not the TNT. See that. Yeah, it was uh it was a clip from Impact 
where he said, where basically he came out, he's the new champion of, of Impact Wrestling, and he said, you know, I held this title a long time ago, and it meant a lot to me, but this title is history, and we should leave it there, and we should look forward to the future. I don't even think he did his little eye thing, like actually looking where he, into Where he looks into the crowd yeah. and looks for his peeps. Yeah, his peeps. Um, but yeah, so he, he officially retired the TNA title, and now he's just the Impact World Champion. Well, I mean, probably a good decision because TNA technically doesn't really exist anymore. So, I mean, maybe they were just waiting for that point for someone who used to be in TNA to hold the titles. I've never been a fan of like two championships being one championship. You know what I'm saying? Like when WWE had the the big gold belt and the Uh, WWE champion. Randy Orton, right? Randy Orton was was the first double champ of that. Uh, Yeah. And then it carried all the way through Daniel Bryan winning it at Mania. Carried through. No, because he. That carried through until uh, Lesnar won it. Because Cena Cena won it. And then that's when Lesnar beat him at SummerSlam. And then I'm pretty sure Lesnar turned it into just one belt. The, I was just never a big fan of the, the, the two belt thing. Me and them both equaling one belt, but yeah, back to Triple Mania. Ric Flair shows up in Andrade's corner, so that opens up like uh, a whole new can of worms for like who. I mean, there there was reports that Andrade wanted other people to join him in AEW and kind of be alongside him. And the first one we see is Ric Flair, and everyone starts thinking, "Well, what the what the hell is Charlotte doing now?" I don't think she's really going anywhere anytime soon. The way WWE treats her and gives her championship match after championship match and championship win over after win. So the weird thing for me with going back to like the belt collector thing was that what I was what I was getting at earlier was like when Omega started this whole belt collector thing, I thought it was going to be like he collects all these belts and then all at once and I figured it would be around this time that he starts just losing them all. And then on Friday we saw, and we called it Christian wins the impact world championship. And then I remembered, I was like, Oh shit, Omega is facing Andrade for the triple a mega championship. He didn't lose it. It was all really leading up to him versus hangman page that we thought we were getting, which we're not anymore. We're, we're still getting a good match. It's just not the match that we all thought we were getting. Uh, we're still getting Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage at All Out. Yeah, I definitely expected Andrade to pick up the W there. Yeah, it, it there was a there was a thing that came out that I read on Twitter that was like basically that like AEW has creative control over when Kenny Omega is going to lose the championship belts, and they didn't want him to lose two nights in a row because it happened on Saturday, the night directly after his loss on ramp the the debut episode of rampage so basically it what it sounds like is aw didn't want him to lose two nights in a row to make him look weak not really sure like i mean obviously it's their call i don't know if it's the right call i i feel like andrade probably should have won but well yeah i even saw something on twitter that said kenny wanted 
to put Andrade over in that yeah, match. Yeah, uh, apparently, originally, the plan was for Andrade to win, but that was probably when the match with Hangman Page was probably still on the table. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's not anymore. Because he had to have a baby. Yeah, had to go and have one of them babies. Those damn kids. So, I, I mean, I guess we'll see where, where that goes, where we go with that. Maybe they'll have a rematch. I mean, I, I don't know who else he could lose it to in AAA. I don't know anyone in AAA. That's really the only match that I watched from the pay-per-view is really the only one that stood out to me. I did catch the, the tail end of the Deanna Perrazzo match where she won the AAA Women's Championship. But, yeah, I'm, I don't really know anyone else in AAA that, like, he could conceivably lose that championship too. So we'll see. We'll see there. Some other stuff before we get into the re- or one more thing before we get in the weekly wrestling recap. Survivor Series is officially on for Brooklyn on November twenty first. Hmm. Which I'm fairly certain is a day off for me, so I will be getting very drunk. No, it's interesting. I uh, I RSVP'd to a wedding in upstate New York on November 19th. So you obviously won't be here. I might not be, but but you'll be off. I'll be off. I mean, you're you're you have off every weekend because you're lucky. Well, that's the thing. I'll be off, and I'll be in the same state. Survivor Series is happening. Oh, potentially. So, are we confirming that you're going to SummerSlam? Or- I wouldn't say it's a confirmation. I, I mean, we'll I have to look SummerSlam. at ticket prices and, you know, but it's interesting. I mean, you should just go ahead and say that you're going to do it and just don't be a bitch. Just, just don't, talk, do t- don't talk about it. Be about it. Yeah. Just do it right now. Just say, I'm going to Survivor Series. I, I, I don't know if I can do it. Well... I will definitely look into going into Survivor Series. Speaking of going to wrestling events, have you seen North Charleston Performing Arts Center has a live event on a Saturday in September? For WWE? Yeah. I did see that a while ago. I don't know what shift I'm on or if I'm even able to go. So, cannot confirm or deny that I will be there. Yeah, I I didn't look into the dates either on uh when your like what your schedule is. Well, when is it going to be? Saturday, September eighteenth. I guess they're also not live events anymore. They may be called super shows. Whenever whenever it's a live event. <clears throat> well, I just checked my calendar. That is uh that is on the weekend that uh we in the in in. in the uh, rotating shift work world call the uh, four day weekend. Oh, sick. So I'll be off uh, Saturday and Sunday and I won't go into work until Monday afternoon. So I'll have plenty of time to recover from a most certain hangover. So yeah, you know what? Count me in. Let's confirm that. We'll go ahead and confirm that. Uh, Joe is bitching out on whether or not he'll be at Survivor Series. I'm, I'm going to try, but you know what? There is no try. You're right. Only do. It's not. No, he, Yoda gave two options. He said do or do not. Exactly. Ooh. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into the weekly wrestling recap. 
this is all building up. This is the this is the the go home week for SummerSlam and NXT Takeover this weekend. And obviously, we're going to cover AEW. As always, we're going to start with Monday Night Raw. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch all of it. I did read what happened, and I watched I think probably like the first hour of it. So, really, with with Raw, I mean the <clears throat> the first thing that pops in for me is the fact that RK Bro is back, and even after last week when Randy Orton gave an RKO to Riddle, Riddle comes out this week and like kind of pleased to him about how he understands why he gave him the RKO and is like he was just trying to teach him how to do one properly because <laughs> the ones that he hasn't been doing or the ones that Riddle's been doing are not proper RKOs. So that was like his reasoning of like still wanting to to be on a team with Randy Orton and they're getting a match at SummerSlam now. Yeah. So, so Matt Matt Riddle or just Riddle was the first person to come out of the night and he had his little conversation with Randy Orton out in the ring and then he has a match with AJ Styles. Randy Orton goes to the back doesn't support Riddle and you know then he's like all right I guess this really is over kind of thing. But then in the main event Randy Orton versus Omas. Omas he Riddle still comes out to support him, and that's when he gives him a big old hug, and RK Bro gets back together, and they confirm the match. Yeah, so this is, I mean, I, I'm excited to predict that one. This is this is going to be, I think, one of the more underrated matches on the SummerSlam card. I think it there's a chance that this one could steal the show, just because of like no one really looking like people are obviously looking at. Reigns and Cena as your obvious big money match. And when you have something like that, there's going to be something down lower on the card that could steal the show. I think this might be the one that could. Definitely could. There, There's a couple others, but like usually those like higher tier matches, like your two women's championship matches and your two... Uh, major men's championship matches like i don't really consider those like if they end up being great matches i don't really consider those as being show stealers unless like no one was really looking forward to them so i think this is this could be the one it definitely could be i mean yeah we'll go over the match card later but of of all the matches i think that this this definitely has the biggest potential to really impress even though there's you know there's build but it's a tag team match and WWE mishandles their tag team championships. So could be the match that really, really shows. I mean, hopefully not for longer, but you're probably right. They, no matter who wins, they'll probably find a way to fuck it up. Yeah. Somehow absolutely. because it's tag team wrestling yeah. and uh, they don't appreciate it. I mean, other than that, we had more, more rematches. Basically we had Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley we had Drew McIntyre continuing his feud with Jinder Mahal, and they had Veer and Shanky. And then after that was the debut of Moist TV. Yeah, um, I didn't. This is one. Of, this I think this was the first thing that I didn't see. So I only read about this one. So let me see if I can get this right. So they had Moist TV. There, it was a good 
comedy segment, basically, when they were running it. Morrison had Miz as his guest for the show, and he kind of asked him how long that he's been medically cleared, and he said that it happened last week. And then Damian Priest comes out, him and Miz get in like a, a sort of an argument, and Priest kind of provokes him into saying that he's actually been medically cleared for weeks now, and John Morrison then just leaves. Yeah, John Morrison's pretty pissed off at the Miz right now. Well, he didn't. He didn't really leave. He he said, "Oh, you're medically cleared." Uh, well. This is the first time I'm going to announce a match on Moist TV, The Miz versus uh, Damian Priest. And then they have the match, and The Miz is in his loafers and his suit and stuff like that. And The Miz actually lost. Well, yeah, because, the, I mean, The Miz doesn't have a match at SummerSlam, and Priest is going up against Sheamus this week or tomorrow. So it's, I mean, it's only right that they give someone who actually has a match on the SummerSlam card a win to make them look strong going into the weekend. I think that would be like your reasoning as to why Priest goes over against The Miz. The thing I'm the most intrigued about is the the obvious breakup, the impending breakup between Miz and Morrison and the incredible match that I think that they will have. Yeah. Uh, I guess I was wrong. RK Bro wasn't the main event. There was like three other segments after that. <laughs> Are you ever going to stop yawning? No, probably not. Not until I sleep. Well, okay then. <laughs> but yeah, so then after that, after Moist TV, we had Jeff Hardy versus Karrion. Karrion comes out, out, of, out on top. Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte and Nia Jax yawn. And uh, Goldberg and Bobby Lashley confrontation. And that was the end of the show. Well, yeah, I... The only other real thing that I had there is like with the Karrion Cross and uh, Jeff Hardy matches that they've been having. Like, what what are your thoughts now at this point? Having him him having been on Raw now for over a month, where do you see this going with Karrion Cross? So I've read something along the lines of they're trying to make Karrion Cross look weak until Scarlet can come up to the main roster, and then Scarlet and Karrion are back together, and he's going to be Karrion Cross again. And she's kind of like the answer for he, she's him. The, she's the muse. I didn't read anything about that. But I had the exact same thought this week. I was like, I even talked to Chad about it at work. I was like, I was like, think about this. Like, Karrion Cross looks weak every week, every week, you know. And then even in wins versus Jeff Hardy, like he's he's not looking like he is in NXT. He has no mystique, like we talked about before. And it's just not there. You know, like whatever he's got on NXT, it's just not there. Yeah, so I've read something to the effect of like Scarlett's not medically cleared to compete, which she hasn't done on NXT, but they may want to keep her off the off the Raw or SmackDown roster until she can actually compete and get physical. Well, if that's where that's going, then I think that would be a great little piece of storytelling. Like her being the answer for 
to to basically build him up as this what I mean assuming assuming what they want as as this next big megastar that they that they need on Raw. They need another star on Raw. They don't have enough going for them right now. Yeah. It, you need something to draw the viewers back into Raw because I mean like I said earlier it's it's literally a chore to watch and a lot of people online are saying the same thing. It's it just hasn't been great. They 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 do so many rematches every week and it's like matches of people that are going to be facing each other at pay-per-views mm-hmm. like they're facing each other week after week after week and after even after a match on the next pay-per-view is announced and they're still having matches leading up to the pay-per-view and it's like I and then when the pay-per-view gets there it's like I've seen this three or four times sometimes four times why do I want to turn tune into the pay-per-view if I've already seen this three or four times on free tv like it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense like what they're doing with that but yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely not great storytelling in general on Raw. So I don't know. Hopefully, there's a turnaround, a, a realization that WWE definitely does not have CM Punk anymore. Maybe or Daniel Bryan. Ooh. Yeah, uh, that was that was the other thing. Was I honestly? I had these thoughts in my head of like I really just like I didn't. I couldn't believe it when I saw it, even when I was seeing it, because I, I just thought that they they were just throwing a wrench or throwing like a swerve on the whole thing, and that tonight would actually be like the debut of Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was. It's just I, I can't stop thinking about. It. Just it was just so incredible. I loved every second of it. Um, not Raw, the CM Punk debut, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, I have nothing else for Raw. I got nothing. It's probably, it's the longest show of the week and it's the thing we talk the least amount about because it's not great. It's just not. Moving on to NXT, we started with a hell of a match between Ilya Dragunov and Roderick Strong. So last week, Dragunov lost to Pete Dunn this week he took on Roderick Strong who was originally scheduled to have a match with Kushida for the Cruiserweight Championship and they announced on the show that Kushida is not able to compete or medically cleared to compete so he basically issues an open challenge Ilya Dragunov answers and wrestling excellence ensues and Ilya Dragunov gets busted way the fuck open yeah looks i mean looks like a million bucks doing so and it just gets me that that match like seeing Dragonov, and like like we said last week just getting him more acclimated to the u.s audience from versus the nxt uk audience it's only going to help in the long run and i i don't know i mean it's so hard not to say what I want to say before we do predictions uh, when we're doing these recaps, you know, because yeah, absolutely. You, you think a lot of things when you're watching the show and when we talk about the shows, but you know, predictions, predictions are later, you know, we're just recapping what happened, but 
we will uh, we will get into that a little bit later with the predictions for NXT Takeover. We had Legato del Fantasma and Hit Row kind of further that storyline, where Hit Row and uh, Swerve Scott just kind of, I guess, uh, just talking about how Santos Escobar took the grill out of Swerve Scott's mouth uh, the other week, and then Escobar comes on the the. I guess Titantron or the 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 big screen and tells him to come meet him out in the parking lot. He's all alone, but he but Swerve Scott has to come alone in order to get it back. He holds it in his hand, shows it to the camera, all that jazz, and then he basically baits him out there. And you see this coming the mile away. And as soon as Scott gets out there, he gets jumped by the rest of Legato del Fantasma, and then Hit Row comes out and they have like a little backlot brawl and. Hit Row basically wins this little backlot brawl, even though, I mean, it's not a match. It's just like kind of a, a segment sort of thing, but. They come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Hit Row comes out on top. And I'm actually surprised that this isn't one of the matches at TakeOver, him versus, or Swerve versus Escobar. I think it's long-term storytelling. Yeah, I do. Like, I think, I think we might be right here with, with this whole war games prediction that's coming up later in the year. Like, I, I think that's where this is going. The, the more, the, the more that the weeks go by and the more that we see the story unfold, I really think that that's, this is, that is where this is going. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. So I think we have a good idea of what the, the men's war games match is going to be right now. I have no idea what the women's war games match is going to look like. I mean, if they do one, that's true. It could be, I mean, the other thing that they could do is they could take this Raquel and Dakota storyline way further and you have Raquel recruit recruit a team and Dakota recruit a team and Yeah, that's true. That's kind of what they've done in the past. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would be like your best bet as of right now Mm -hmm. as far as a women's war games match if they're gonna do one. Yeah. You almost have to do one since you started doing it last year. Yeah, exactly. Other stuff. Cameron Grimes beats Josh Briggs, who was in the uh, breakout tournament earlier in the month. And LA Knight announces that, or no, did we did we get the announcement last week? That was last week. So, the, oh, then this week it was LA Knight who basically beat down Grimes after the match mm. and, you know, tails out of there. So, I don't know. A lot of, a lot of things happening on weekly television, like somebody coming out on top on the go home week you know how we feel about that so i mean spoiler for predictions yeah that's probably that's probably uh not who's gonna win but we will see had another comedic backstage thing with uh the way with gargano candice array and indy hartwell this time and Dexter shows up. This is all before they have a mixed tag team match. I thought this was hilarious because I didn't. I don't even think we talked about it last week. Where uh, before they went on the date, and Indy's like in the bathroom with Candice getting ready, like in front of the mirror, and 
Candace, like before she goes on the date, like, like, like she's actually her fucking mother was like, do you have protection? And she's like, I don't need protection. I'm a former NXT women's tag team champion. <laughs> and she's like so oblivious to like, and like puts out like the sexual innuendos. It's so funny. And then this week, John, like Dexter walks up while they're, while they're talking about it. And Johnny was like, Hey Dexter, how did that cake taste in your face last week? And Andy just kind of cuts off and was like, Oh, he loved the cake. He even had room for pie afterwards. Yeah, I saw that. I, I heard that one too. I was like, did they just... You're I, talking about a fucking Jerry Lawler quote if you ever heard one. Yeah, she also said uh, something to the effect of, I think we're going to take our relationship to the next level. I, I'm i pretty sure she did say that. Yeah, she, she did say that. And then, spoilers, it, after the, their mixed tag team match against uh, that guy... Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea, they got engaged. She proposed to Dexter Lewis. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what. I have it written down. I was like, index index gets engaged. I just didn't read the next line. But yeah, I thought it was like a little great, a great little thing where she proposes to him. And he doesn't say anything because he's a mute. So he just nods a bunch. It, this, this entire thing has just been so funny from the get-go. I've enjoyed every little bit of it. I, I can't wait to see where it goes from here. Hopefully, eventually, Dexter gets a win over Johnny. Or maybe it ends up in a in a mixed tag match between the two teams. Yeah, that's what I think it's eventually going to be. Yeah, probably, I would assume at the next TakeOver. Mm-hmm. like I, I would assume the next few months we're going to see this whole thing kind of blow up. Oh. And the Gargano's probably like... Get jealous of how much time Index is spending together, and they kind of call her out, and she feels kind of like betrayed by them. But you know, obviously, I don't, I don't write the show. But that's, I mean, that's if if I were a betting man, which I am, that would be that would be what I would bet on is the one the mixed tag match happening eventually. Hopefully, at the next takeover, that would be incredible. But I think that's just how it will unfold. We then had the second semifinal match in the NXT breakout tournament. And Par- probably the best match we've seen in the breakout tournament. I think so too, up, up to this point. Uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Duke Hudson. Uh, leading up to all of this, like I thought that Duke Hudson was going to be the winner of this whole thing. Carmelo Hayes ends up winning the match. And... Goes back up to the top of the entrance ramp and don't remember um, what the person's name is, but he gets interviewed by them. And then Odyssey Jones comes out and they have a little stare down. And I thought this would be a takeover match as well. I, I think there's just so many matches that they could have put on this NXT takeover or something that they could have put on the pre-show or something like that. Instead, we're getting what Trey Baxter versus Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I I just think there's other matches that they could have put on this pre-show that they've been building stories for, but I guess they're going to save that for TV, which they have already confirmed that next week will be the finals of the breakout tournament. So we're getting my boy Odyssey Jones versus Carmelo Hayes. And obviously I'm pulling for Odyssey Jones. Yeah. And then tag titles, which another good match. But as, as good as the match was and 
MSK kind of proving themselves against Imperium, who said they're just a joke. The aftermath with Walter coming out and then Ilga Droganov coming back out was what really brought the match together. Yeah, so after the match is over, MS, obviously MSK retains the tag titles over Imperium, and Walter comes down, kind of just wrecks house. Dragunov comes out. He's patched up from earlier, and they just go at it. And pretty sure, I mean, did I even? Yeah, I did write it down. Walter beats down everyone, including Dragunov. Yeah. So, another one where somebody's standing tall at the end. Yeah. We'll see where that takes us on Sunday. But no one stood tall at the end of the final brawl, carrying Cross and Samoa Joe. It was kind of they just beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, this was... So, yeah, the final the final segment of the show, Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross basically coming face-to-face. And they beat the living hell out of each other. And this was the perfect ending, the perfect go-home for NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday. This is... I mean, there's so many good matches into the weekend. I think, for me... Probably, I hate to say it, but probably number three on my list of things I'm looking forward to the most. Behind so Kyle O'Reilly and uh, I'd say that's probably number four, honestly. Oh, I would, really? Yeah, I think Reigns and Cena is number two and number one. I'm, I'm. Oh, we're going the whole weekend. Okay, yeah, I thought Walter, you were just going NXT. Walter and Dragonoff. I thought is the yeah. most is the thing I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Then probably Reigns, Cena, then Joe Cross. It's very close. And then, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, next for me would probably be the two out of three falls, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole. I have a feeling that match... I mean, they they haven't had a bad match against each other yet. Uh, so that match, I think, is just going to be a fucking barn burner. It You're getting three falls, I don't think. Yeah, Adam Cole, was it this week, right? He said he's going to beat him two falls to zero. Yeah, which I, won't happen. It's not happening. Grow up, Adam. Yeah. Adam Cole, grow up. No one ever wins a two out of three falls match two to nothing. That's just not how those things work. It's literally never happened. There's a reason there's a third match. If if we show up NXT TakeOver 36 and there's a fucking steel cage hanging above the ring, guess what you've already confirmed? The third match. Yeah. I mean, good, they technically have to have it there just in case it does go to a third fall. It's not going to happen. Well, Adam Cole's going to lose. Let's get real here. We're going to see a steel cage on Sunday. Yeah, Adam Cole's going to lose, and that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. Whoa. Well, uh, I had nothing else for NXT. No, I've already closed out of the tab. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. You don't write anything down. You just look at it. I mean, I, I write things down sometimes. I have notes on my phone. But I also I see like, you have a I see you have a big note of uh, is that your predictions there? No, no, that's that's something else. Are you sure? Yeah, don't look at that. Because when I walked in your house, you had that same piece of paper, and you said, "I'm doing predictions." No, that's 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 something else. It's just it just has all the matches and who I think is going to win circled. <laughs> That sounds a lot like predictions, but I don't know. We'll, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I've got all mine right here. So, uh, 
we get into dynamite now. So, uh, the first thing I had written down was from the Sting and Darby Allen match taken on 2.0. Sting, no selling, going through the table was insane. So 2.0 powerbomb Sting through a table, uh, and he just immediately gets right up and does a double uh, scorpion death drop on both of them. And obviously Sting and Darby Allen win the match. If you thought that 2.0 was winning that match, you're insane. Uh, they are exactly what they were in NXT. They're just they're they just lose. They're, yeah. they're jobbers and they lose all the time. Yeah, I don't but remember. If, I mean, that. but but they they still had a better showing that that they they get more time on AEW and that it like, was it was like it was it wasn't a sling blade. What was it that Darby Allen hit his head against the fucking wall of the of the arena? No idea. I I think it was like somebody in 2.0, aka or FKA Ever Rise, like hits kind of like a sling blade. Where he he slink swings him up and Darby's head hits the fucking concrete above. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it wasn't a sling blade. They they basically just picked him up and he was facing forward and he hits his head on the basically like yeah they drive him into it but yeah basically basically like the uh, the foundation yeah well like above like, you know when you're in a stadium and you're you're walking to your seats and you have to go through that little that little arch. To get to the actual seat of the areas, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. There's a word for that. I'm sure there is. I don't know what it is though. <laughs> Entrance. No, that's that's what we drink for when when wrestlers come Ooh, through. Good the, point. Good when point. When people oh, yeah, come I through, I didn't the drink for that. Um. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, Sammy Guevara got engaged as well. We had two engagements this oh, week. Oh yeah, Pam. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was her name Pam? Her name's Pam. Is it Pam Beasley? It's probably not. Probably not. I didn't look anything like. I, I'm trying to think of her real name. I'm just gonna say Pam Beasley. Didn't look anything like Pam Beasley. What's her real name? Jenna. Jenna. Jenna Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Oh, nailed it. Said it at the same time, maybe in a little bit before you. Um, but yeah, he got engaged, and him and Sean Spears, I thought, had an incredible match like even yeah, though we've we've seen that match a bunch of times and i think this might be might have been their best one yet. yeah I, th- I think it definitely was it was it was a great match um the 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 young bucks had them there or defended their tag titles against jurassic express uh you get you get the obvious like interference from the elite or their lackeys like brandon cutler and the young bucks win and later in the show, we get a, we get the announcement that they're doing a tag team eliminator tournament, and the winners of the tournament get to face the Young Bucks at All Out in a steel cage match. Yeah, I think it's a good good idea. They're taking the top four teams in the rankings. So tonight we already saw on Rampage Jurassic Express versus Private Party. That was probably the only other noteworthy thing on Rampage. The Jurassic Express wins. Thought it was a great match. They advanced to the finals of this this four-team tournament. And then on Wednesday, we get the Lucha Bros versus the Varsity Blondes. Mm-hmm. So I, I think we're heading towards Lucha Bros versus Jurassic Express. And 
with the whole thing with the Lucha Bros and Andrade potentially teaming up and, I, I mean, potentially ditching Pack, we'll see where it goes with that. I don't know if they're, if that's going to end up turning the Lucha Bros heel, if it's going to keep them face or whatnot. Maybe they turn maybe they turn after All Out and join up with Andrade. Maybe they wait until then because they're faces now. But we obviously just saw the Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. So I, I'd be willing to think that it's going to be the Bucks versus the Lucha Bros yeah. at All Out instead of Jurassic Express. The thing about Andrade and the thing about pack is i feel like they're both like the chaotic neutral they're not neither of them are straight up healer face like like malachi black yeah i feel like malachi malachi black comes across as heel but does not get booed at all yeah it's sort of like they 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 have like basically like a tweener well yeah but malachi black is also more has more heelish antics yeah where where andrade who's been i was just trying to yeah i was just trying to compare to somebody else as well yeah but I was thinking, I don't know who I'm thinking of actually, but like Malachi Black has more heelish antics where he attacks people like faces specifically and Andrade is kind of just there for the recognition and to wrestle and he says like I'm the best and that's what I guess makes him a heel, but I don't know, he he doesn't attack people, he just calls people out. Yeah, he did lose to Kenny though. Yeah, that's true too, but that was a different company. Yeah, that doesn't go against his record in AEW. So. Doesn't go against his record, and it also like he, we've seen people have completely different characters in different companies. Like who? I don't know. Chris Jericho. <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know if you were like getting at somebody there. I don't no, I can't. I like I uh, <laughs> just specifics right now. I can't think of anything, but. But yes, you are right. I mean, obviously, when you go to when they go to, from WWE to AEW, vice versa, or any other company to AEW, any other company to WWE, there there's obviously going to be different character work there. Oh, I meant specifically like people that that still had a contract with AEW and wrestled in other companies. Oh, yeah. I, I don't. I don't mean they. Yeah, I guess for Jericho with the. Okay, I see what you mean. Like Jericho with the pain maker thing in New Japan. Yeah. Okay, I see what you mean now. Andrade basically was the same person. Oh, absolutely. He just had Zelina. <laughs> no, 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 I was saying at Triple A. Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm putting, I'm stepping, what, stepping, picking up what in. I'm putting down there. Yeah. All right. The next thing we had, we had Paul White, FKA, and use what you said, formerly known as Big Show, comes out, gets invited out by Tony Schiavone to the ring, and they kind of talk about how Schiavone kind of thanks him and for saving him from QT Marshall and the gang uh, the week before or maybe two weeks ago. Don't remember exactly when it was. And then QT comes out, shows some pictures of Big Show and, damn it, I said Big Show, Paul White and some x-rays of his hip and then showed a picture of his ass, which Paul White commented on. Uh, he said this is big, beautiful ass. Yeah. <laughs> And then he announces that he has a match, or Tony Khan allowed him to have a match at All Out, and it's going to be against QT Marshall. Is it too soon to say that that's probably one of the matches I'm looking least forward to? I never really look forward to a QT Marshall match, and I never used to look forward to a Big Show match really ever. It's exciting because he's getting back in the ring, but at the same time, I think he's past his prime. It's going to be 10 minutes or less. 
It's not going to go past 10 minutes. And this isn't a prediction. This is a spoiler. Paul White is going to win. I hope the ring breaks. Oh, man. If they do a ring break spot. No. No, they because won't. Because QT Marshall's not big. Yeah, he's not big enough. They'd have to do, they would have to do Paul White versus like Mark Ward Henry. Who? Mark Henry. Ma- no. They, <laughs> I don't... I'm not gonna say now that I don't think Mark Henry's getting back in the ring because I I do think he will eventually, uh, maybe like for like a one off for AEW. But I yeah, he's I he already said when he debuted, I've got a lot, lot left yeah, in he the does tank. Have a lot left in the tank. Uh, I I don't think they're gonna do Paul White versus Mark Henry in AEW because I'm I I don't I don't know why, but I I think maybe it could be they could be used to put over some other big up and coming big man such as Wardlow. Yeah. Or uh, Lance Archer. Did you know Lance Archer is in his 40s? I didn't know that. I also did not know that until this week. I don't remember why or how I saw it. Did not know he was in his 40s. He's in great shape for a guy in his 40s. Really good shape. Really good shape. Great job, Lance. Excellent work. Thank you for doing what you do. (laughs) And then the main event of Dynamite, a lot to unpack here. So, fifth labor of Jericho. I never thought that the fifth labor of Jericho was going to be Chris Jericho versus MJF. I always thought it was going to be Chris Jericho versus somebody else from his past, somebody else that MJF picks to face him. And then if Jericho wins, it'll be a Chris Jericho versus MJF at All Out. Instead, we get Chris Jericho versus MJF, the fifth labor on Dynamite. I'm not mad about it. It was still a good match. It wasn't incredible. It wasn't. It wasn't fantastic. It, the, the the most fantastic part of this happened before the match. MJF makes his entrance, and they even alluded to it before when uh, Jericho did like a backstage segment earlier in the night, where he was kind of hoping and and telling the crowd in wherever they were. Oh God, where were they? Houston. Houston. They were definitely in Houston because QT Marshall came out and said, Houston, we have a problem. I remember that now. Yeah. I need to stop drinking during these. <laughs> so, yeah, they he begged the Houston crowd to, since he couldn't use, he, obviously the, the stipulation, he couldn't use the Judas effect. He couldn't come out to his music, Judas, which I think is kind of criminal. That's his own damn song. Yeah. But he agreed to the labors of Jericho. So, you know what? I guess whatever MJF says goes. He kind of implores them to sing sing his song for him so that he doesn't even need entrance music. So he comes out. They still have they have everything that goes along with his entrance. They have the the like the video, whatever, like the entrance video that everyone gets. They even had his fucking pyro yeah. that he normally gets. And it was just the crowd singing Judas. I I'm ready to say that's an all-time great wrestling non-wrestling moment like on a wrestling show that didn't actually involve wrestling like the wrestling in a match yeah so like entrances promos backstage stuff yeah all time yeah storylines all time i'd I'd say that's that's probably an all-time like this is this is the community that that we're part of is that like there can be someone with such a following that like the entire crowd sings along to a song that's it, not actually playing. It really is great to see like 
the community that like like I use the word you said the community that AEW has built with their crowd. I, I mean, I mean, and that, and that's what we've been missing the entirety of like the non fan era. The the pandemic. The pandemic era. Yeah, it's it's been tough, and like obviously, like over half of the shows we watch get crowd noise piped in WWE. And then AEW had the small shows at Daly's Place, which you don't get a whole lot of crowd. Like the 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 biggest crowd reaction we got was at Double or Nothing this year. So we we never really got crazy crowd reactions for a bunch of stuff. And they're finally back. The energy is there. The energy is better than it's ever been before. It's it it's just so exciting to where where the rest of this year could possibly go. I couldn't even begin to tell you it's it's that exciting but back to the match obviously so like i said the crowd sings sings jericho into the ring sings his entrance music judas and i never thought i never thought that chris jericho would win against mjf when they had their eventual rematch but my question is like what happens now what happens now with both of them i don't know MJF could do anything because he's young and he's got time. So he could get himself into any feud realistically. But Chris Jericho probably probably becomes a part-timer. Yeah. I think next week we're going to see MJF come out all braggadocious. I think maybe his next thing, just because it's still a little fresh, is like, we could see MJF maybe going up against Sammy Guevara next. Yeah. That could be something that we look... Because I don't know how many times they faced off before, if ever, other than like the, the pinnacle versus inner circle stuff, which even then that was just... That was a Jericho versus MJF portion, right? They they All five of them never really went at each other. It was just like the portions of the, like the big man versus the big man, the, the leader versus the leader the tag team versus the tag team. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if during the entirety of the MJF and Wardlow are now part of the inner circle and Sammy Guevara wasn't happy and Sammy Guevara left the inner circle temporarily because of that, if they actually had a match between each other, and I don't remember. I don't think they did, so I think that might be where we're going next with MJF, and yeah, I completely agree with you. This almost has to be Jericho's departure to becoming like departure from being a full-time wrestler and introduction into becoming a part-timer he wasn't on commentary on rampage tonight i do think that he is going to be touring with fozzy soon i I haven't looked any of that up but i think you're right from last week i think a a impending fozzy tour is very likely and then eventually he'll come back and somebody that's new to the company will want to face chris jericho yeah, I've also I also read something that Chris Jericho said, which was when he retires, you might not even know that he retired because he doesn't want one of those grandiose retirement matches. He just wants to put on a great storyline, like an all time great storyline, and at the end of that storyline, he might go away forever. Well, shit. I don't think the MJF storyline was that all time great storyline. Okay. Okay. I thought it was good. It was good. Yeah. I just. Unfortunately, we had to see a Nick Gage match in there, but I mean that's <laughs> that's your opinion, Joe. All right, yeah that that, that that's that's gonna wrap up Dynamite. 
we get into SmackDown that we just got finished watching. We started with a promo from Edge where he's basically talking about how he's found the darkness in his heart and he is going to burn down Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. We got to He's going to burn it down. We got to see a little bit of him not so much burning down Seth Rollins, but he made him wet. Yeah, he, tonight. Brood, Brood's entrance music hit, and we got to see the return of the red lights with Seth Rollins. Literal quote from Joe. Oh, shit. Bray Wyatt? No, that was a joke. It was a joke because of the red lights and Seth Rollins. It was, it was a connection that I was making. There's, uh, there's a lot of people on the internet. I almost convinced myself that think Bray Wyatt is not released and that he's showing up on Saturday. Well, okay. I also read something this week that Bray Wyatt had had like backstage conflicts with Vince McMahon and one of the other writers, one of the other guys from The Click, not Scott Hall. X-Pac? Kevin Nash? Yeah, it was Kevin Nash. Like, Just because basically Bray Wyatt wanted more creative freedom and have more control over the creative process for The Fiend since The Fiend was his character. And, you know, Vince McMahon and the rest of the writing staff have their their idea of what they want to happen. And, you know, they kind of butt heads a lot. So that's what I read on that. And if that led to his release, then... Well, hopefully we see Bray Wyatt come out on top or Wyndham Rotunda. I mean, either way, if he shows up on Saturday, I'll be happy. If he shows up somewhere else in 70 plus days, I think at this point, I'll be happy then. Yeah. I just don't want to wait that long. I don't think he's going to be unemployed. Oh, for sure. No. like All these people are like upset, like these top guys losing their job you should be worried about the people you've never heard of who get released uh, you should also be worried about people like braun Strowman, where it's like they, they sold him really heavy in wwe but a lot of people that actually look at wrestling don't think that much of braun Strowman. i thought he was i thought he was i thought braun Strowman was good i'm not i'm not talking shit on braun Strowman. But you know he's kind. If you do, you're gonna get those hands. Yeah, I I I just think he he's somewhat of a of a one trick pony. You know, he's that big man. He's got that get these hands thing. There's not that many big men who aren't one trick ponies. That's true. There's Keith Lee. Keith Lee. (laughs) And that's uh, I mean Luchasaurus is a big man who can do a lot of a lot of big a lot of good stuff. Lance Archer. R.I.P. Vader. Vader, that's a good point. I thought that's who you were getting at. I was thinking more Luke Harper. <laughs> yeah, not Luke Harper. Brody Lee. Brody Luke Lee. Harper, same, same, same. John Huber. Yeah. Wow. Kind of went off the rails there a little bit. Yeah. Sorry. Let's get into the rest of SmackDown. This was about the point where I walked into your house tonight after I got off work early. Thank the fucking Lord that I got to watch. Live wrestling tonight for the first time this week. Not on recording. Walked in and Jay Uso had a match with Rey Mysterio. He wins. We had... What else did we have, Joe? Had a tag team match. The wrestling debut of Rick Boogs. Oh, yes. This is what... This is exactly what we need to talk about. 
Rick Boogs de- debuts as a wrestler tonight, and he's wearing a singlet in denim pattern. I could, I don't, I never thought I could love anyone more than I love my wife. <laughs> but Rick Boogs, <laughs> holy shit, you might have done it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just kidding, Leslie. He honestly looked pretty good in the ring. Commander Aziz looked pretty good in the ring, surprisingly. When he got tagged in, he hopped over the ropes. That yeah. was surprising. Rick Boogs doing the like the guitar stuff over Apollo Cruz's body, I thought was hilarious. Yeah. And then I did not I really did not think I mean I thought Shinsuke and Boogs would win. Did not think it would come at the expense of Apollo getting pinned though. By Boogs. Especially by Boogs. Yeah. Uh, very surprising, and then obviously they they he grabs the guitar afterwards. Pat McAfee's going fucking ham, and they celebrate next to the table and uh, do some dancing as they always do. And it's I mean this is just entertainment at its finest. Yeah, yeah, it was it was good. I I I really enjoy me some Rick, Rick Boogs. I don't know if he's the new coming of Elias, and if he'll just. I don't know. Did you hear Elias is dead? Not like dead, dead, but like the character of Elias is dead. I saw something this week because, you know, this this week they, they followed up and they pretty much had him shoot his same speech in his vignette where last week he's burned his guitar and this week he did something else. But this week they also showed a gravestone and it said Elias 2017 to 2021. And there is a tweet that said, you're trying to fucking tell me. That Elias was only four years old. (laughs) 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 What? No. (laughs) I'm interested to see how how he comes back. I I wouldn't be surprised if we get some sort of like suit wearing Elias. Something something in that realm. Something completely different than him wearing like a cutoff shirt and jeans playing a guitar, being sort of like a hippie hipster sort of thing, and just go full-on like business suit-wearing Elias. I don't know. I have no idea Hopefully where they're going to go back as it. Elias and not some different name. Because when I see Elias, I'm going to think, I'm going to, I'm going to, a literal verbal meme like Leo DiCaprio pointing at the TV when he comes on the TV and he's not named Elias, I'm going to say that's Elias. Yeah. That's going to be me. You're going to be like, hello, you are Elias. <laughs> hello, you are Elias. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be weird to see what, what he gets repackaged as. I'm excited, though. There's uh, Intrigue is, I mean, all I ever look for in wrestling. Like, I'm, I'm just looking for something to intrigue me more. And just changes that you can see coming is uh, it just always builds up intrigue it, it builds up viewership it builds up my excitement for what's coming and yeah uh, this is the one the, the one weekend that i think is going to be the 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 entire like the blasting off point for this whole wrestling war like there's just so much excitement going into this weekend we've already kicked it off like we said I can't get over the CM Punk stuff. I just, I can't. Yeah, that's that's the biggest return we've seen in our lifetime, our memorable lifetime. Obviously, there was probably, it was probably comparable when someone like Shawn Michaels returned to the ring. I don't know, but like, I think, well, even this one, like, there's never been, 
this is how big of a news it is. Like while we're talking about SmackDown, we revert back to CM Punk. There's never been somebody who has left the business only to come back, but the entire time they were gone, their name is constantly being chanted all the time in crowds. Yeah, he's got a cult following for sure. It's, I don't know, it's just, it's so incredible. Like, when when Michaels left, there wasn't people chanting for HBK. He came back, people were fucking elated that he was back, and he came back as a babyface. He had that incredible SummerSlam match with Triple H. One of the best SummerSlam matches of all time. Brock left. Everyone fucking hated Brock. And when he came back, everyone cheered him. But no one was like... It, it's it's tough in, in this age when you, you have the internet and everyone knows that something big is coming. It's, it's hard to keep a secret. Yeah. I think the only one that's like slightly comparable in the slightest... No, because everyone also knew CM Punk was coming tonight. So no, it's not even comparable. I was going to say Hogan in 96 when he debuted in WCW as the leader of the NWO. It's it's not even it, that those are two just that's it's really not comparable to that because it it's the I think comparable to Rock returning, Brock Lesnar returning in 2012. 12, I think for both of them. Um, or no, Rock was 2011 at Mania 27, but he he even got announced as that return. It was just kind of his return to wrestling. It's compared to those two, it blows them out of the water. You've never had like this fan reaction to somebody wanting someone back so bad, and then they finally get them, and you get a five minute long pop from the crowd. And then they just start chanting after they after they're done cheering, then they start chanting CM Punk endlessly, and they don't stop until he shuts them up. And they just, it's insane. Like he controlled the shit out of that crowd. Yeah, he he would quiet them down, and they would they would sit there edge of their seats waiting to hear what he was gonna say. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It was incredible. Yeah. Um. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about on SmackDown. Oh, Baron Corbin still has the Money in the Bank briefcase. Dude, you said to me... Hold on. You said to me, if Baron Corbin cashes in Money in the Bank, you will stop You will stop watching WWE, which I know isn't true. <laughs> if that's the fucking direction that they're going with this and they screw Big E, which I don't think is true. Nice. I... I'm not going to stop watching WWE because I love this shit way too much. But what the fuck if they end up doing that? I mean, I think maybe he'll try once or twice. I do think that he will try once or twice and probably like it'll it'll be like some failed cash in like they've done a bunch of times where someone runs down to the ring and in an attempt to cash in the briefcase. But in the process, they get beat down or something or. Yeah. They forget to say the magic words to the ref. I don't fucking know. Like there was the time last year or this year when Miz, or maybe it was last year when Miz went to cash in. We everyone thought that he cashed in everything, and he ended up losing. And then the next night, like it wasn't. Oh, you know, it was Morris. It was because Morrison cashed in for him. Yeah, 
Yeah, there's a lot. But, there's, but there's, also, Miz, Miz told him, hey, cash in. Yeah. That was that was just another. So many thing. different directions you could go with it, but I, I do think that we'll probably get like a one or two failed attempts at a cash in by Baron Corbin until they probably do like a Baron Corbin versus Big E match. For the money in the bank briefcase? I hope not because it's rightfully Big E's. Like, yeah. It's really just like. One thing I'd like to see is, just, is Baron Corbin maybe trying to cash in and the ref being like, no. That would be pretty funny. Be like, no, bro, you're broke, you suck, and uh, there's a stain on your white shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's been there for weeks. I love that they've kept that, like the stain on his shirt for this entire time. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, and then the last thing with SmackDown, obviously, we had the 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 final face off with Reigns and Cena. We had the the face off last week that we haven't talked about yet. It's it's basically just like been. The classic, like the Reigns and Cena match that we had in 2017, where they sort of broke the fourth wall with their with their promo work. Well, mostly Cena did some of that last Friday. Cena's basically saying he just needs a three count to beat Roman Reigns, and he's just going to embarrass him. And he gets this week. Cena says he gets to ride off into the sunset, basically as as a Universal Champion, and go to shoot a movie and Roman Reigns has to come back to SmackDown and be a complete embarrassment. It's It's been excellent storytelling, excellent build to this match, but there's only one outcome. Yeah, there's only one outcome. So basically, one of the things that Cena also said was, I get to sail off, off into the sunset and then you won't see me until WrestleMania. Which I, which is kind of like... He, he mentioned WrestleMania and then he said, I'll see you there. He... You said that to me while we were watching it. I didn't really get the hint that like the next time we'll see Cena is WrestleMania. Well, that's, that, However, if he if and I feel like that's exactly when, what he said. He's like, yeah, I'll go shoot a movie. He, he they said you won't have a resident. He said you won't have a resident title holder on the show anymore, or like world champion on the show anymore, because then the next time you'll see me is WrestleMania. I'll have to go back and watch yeah, the tape. He definitely, he definitely talked about <laughs> how you won't have a resident title holder on the show anymore, and you'll just come back as an embarrassment. Uh, and then the final stipulation that, that Roman Reigns laid down on, on John Cena at the end was, if you win the Universal Championship, I'll leave WWE. Yeah, if you were wondering uh, who's going to win on Sunday. <laughs> I can't wait to see some fucking idiot on Twitter that's like, holy shit, is Roman Reigns going to... Like, somebody who actually believes Cena's going to win this match. I don't think we're going to see anything on Twitter about this because Twitter is going to be completely blocked by CM Punk's return. It has been so far tonight, but eventually they they will start talking about SmackDown. And some idiot who thinks and has thought that John Cena will win this match is going to think that Cena's still going to win this match and that Roman's going to leave WWE. And they're going to be like, some idiot's going to be like, where do you, where do you think Roman shows up next when he loses to Cena on, on Saturday? And it's like, come on, dude. What are we really doing here? If you cannot see, like, especially after he laid down that stipulation tonight, if you can't see where this is going, maybe, maybe wrestling is a little bit too smart for you. <laughs> Not saying a lot. The, the... The thing that was most commonly tied to with NASCAR back in the day, with basically like only hillbillies and rednecks watch wrestling, just like NASCAR. Uh, those people are smarter than you if you think Cena is going to win on Saturday. You know how Young Bucks do that whole bio thing? 
Yeah. Their new bio is, thank God we started the AEW and are responsible for bringing CM Punk back to wrestling. Thank you, Young Bucks. <laughs> I love you. And Joe probably loves you too. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Joe won the draft last week, which I I'm pretty failed, sure I did too. failed to mention earlier in the show. Uh, I'll, we'll talk about that when we do a, a draft of next time eventually. Probably probably do uh probably do the one that Dewey mentioned in our text group the other day. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep that a secret for now. I remember I'm not going back to the text group right now. Which means you are going back to the text group and you don't remember. Don't spoil it for the people. We'll keep it a surprise until we do it. Should be a good one. All right, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show, even though it's going to last less time than what we just talked about. The Our SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 36 predictions. Joe, we are going to start with Alexa Bliss versus Eva Marie. Uh, Dewdrop is going to show up with Eva Marie, according to Wikipedia, because that's the official news source of this podcast when it comes to who not on the card will appear. Who do you have in this match? And why is it Alexa Bliss? I have Alexa Bliss. Yeah, but why? Because could you imagine Eva Marie winning? Like, even though people don't give a shit about this match, and I'm not sure if there are people really invested in the Alexa Bliss storyline right now, but for someone like Eva Marie to beat an established star like Alexa Bliss, I think people would be pissed. I wouldn't be happy. No. It's got to be Alexa. She like she's she has a real character, and Eva's just I'm so pretty, I'm so good. Everybody look at me. I'm also going with Alexa Bliss. Obviously, there's no other. There's really no other choice here. There is another choice, but it's not a good one at all. Not even, not even close to a good one. Has to be Alexa Bliss. Can't be anyone else. Next match. Next match is Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. In this match, Shanky and Veer are banned from ringside. Yeah. This has to be Drew McIntyre because he's going up against Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is... I oh. don't even know how he got a match on the fucking summer. Oh, yeah, because Jinder, Jinder Mahal never comes up to a pay-per-view that he already shouldn't have a, a an opportunity in and then suddenly beats the person that's a more established star. That never happens with Jinder Mahal. Are you telling me that you're about to pick Jinder Mahal? No, I'm not telling you that at all. <laughs> I, but but that was in my mind. That was definitely in my mind. This was... is in 2017. <laughs> I feel like they've learned their lesson. If fucking Jinder Mahal wins here, Dewey's probably going to win the fucking belt again. Yeah. Please no, I, I have Drew McIntyre. Okay. But but I also wouldn't be surprised if, if WWE did that. Because for some reason, Jinder Mahal won that title in 2017 and continued to beat fucking randy orton through the entire summer that's because randy orton's a trooper and he wanted to put someone over but why did he choose gender i don't think he did <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man the the world will never know why the things that go through vince mcmahon's mind go through his mind yeah only vince knows that. and there's also the whole like they were doing india tours at that point that like we talked about it back four years ago you remember yeah on the podcast <laughs> no uh but but yeah they, they were doing a lot of like tours in india because they they were allowed to at that point and they probably will be again here soon yeah they were doing tours in india and an indian champion 
even though he was actually from Canada, looked good going over to India. And I think that's why Jinder Mahal maintained it for so long or retained it for so long. Yeah. I don't even who did he lose it to? Uh whoever faced Brock at Survivor Series that year. Styles? Or AJ Brian? Styles. No, Brian. Styles. Brian it had was to be a heel Styles. champ. It was yeah. Styles. Okay. Oh, right. Because remember, it was, it, remember, it we was were on like Smack. We was were on, about to get a Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar match at Survivor Series. Yeah, and year. and it was it was on a weekly wrestling show. Yeah, they, it, they it, did it on SmackDown. Yeah. Yep. The, cla- just, the classic, see, the classic right like before that. Survivor Series title change. Yeah, it's shit like that that my brain remembers, but I can't remember what the fuck happened this that's, week in wrestling. That's the same thing that happened with AJ Styles and and Daniel Bryan. The next year for Survivor Series. Yeah, they didn't. We were about to have a rematch, right? Yeah, and then they swapped it over to. Brock. Yeah, that was heel Brian. Two of Brock Lesnar's best matches of all time, in my opinion. True. Yeah, absolutely. Those matches were incredible. All right, next match: SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line. We have the Usos versus the Mysterios. Joe, who do you have, and why? This is one of the three matches on the card that I actually don't have someone circled for because circle someone right now. You want me to actually circle it, or do you just want me to say, I think that the Usos will retain? Yeah, I have the Usos, too. It's, it's a hard decision, honestly. I wonder how many differences we're going to have. I don't think we're... It's a pretty predictable card, both the cards, honestly. I... We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see what the rest of our predictions look like. Yeah. I've uh, got some... I feel like I have some things here that are different, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, I have the, could you not? I mean, between you yawning and now you dropped a pen. Thank God Raven's basically asleep. Oh yeah, she's doing Pollux. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I have the Usos, which I don't really, I don't really enjoy the fact that I have the Usos because Jay Uso won tonight and you know how we feel on this podcast about the go home week and the yeah, go home show. Yeah, but there's always one. If if you win on the go home show, you're probably gonna lose on the weekend. Yeah, but I don't I don't see the Mysterios picking back up the titles. I don't either. I just it's it's tough for me. To they didn't grasp. do a good job last time they were the champs. Yeah, like and it probably wasn't their fault. And we're so I man, I'll make a case for the Mysterios right now. I'm sticking with the Usos, but think about this: Mysterios win. Because right now the bloodline's holding all the championships, right? Mm-hmm. Mysterio's win against the Usos, does that not immediately put the thought in your head like, oh shit, the Usos lost. Maybe Roman Reigns is losing. No, I've, I've, I thought about all that. But I also so thought like, about... So why wouldn't WWE pull the trigger and try and make everyone that's watching be like, oh shit, maybe Roman Reigns actually is going to lose? And then he doesn't, obviously. But now, I, I feel like you have to put as much believability <laughs> into Cena winning as possible to make it as big as they are making it i also saw something that that said roman reigns might actually lose and then win it back at a a tv a tv episode uh like a weekly episode just to just Just to get get that title on cena and then i don't think this is the time i don't think so i think it would hurt reigns too much has to be at uh, if when if and when cena wins number 17 for me has to be at WrestleMania, has to be bigger than this. Yeah. This is pretty big. This is big. Has to be somebody that he has a long-time rivalry with, in my opinion. At this point, the only people left that that could be against is like Styles 
Edge, and if they have a few more matches, Reigns. Uh-huh. Yeah, because Reigns and Cena did have that match at No Mercy 2017. That show that had, I mean, when we get to it, probably will be one of our highest rated matches of all time. Not that one, but the, the, yeah, it was sh- like, the it was- Shield match when Kurt Angle joined the Shield. Yeah, but that wasn't Saint. That, that wasn't was the same Cena. show. That was TLC. Motherfucker, we talked about this. Um. Okay, I was drunk. We'll just we'll just <laughs> we'll just chalk that up too. I was drunk. Yeah. No. No Mercy 2015 was a singles match. John Cena versus Roman Reigns, and it got 4.25 stars from Dave Metzler. Meltzer. Yep. That's what I said. <laughs> You said Metzer. Said the exact same thing as you. Right. Maybe even a little bit better. How do you remember that? How do you remember these things? Autistic as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first? Damn it. You heard it here first? <laughs> <laughs> Joe is autistic as fuck. This is why I keep you around, to remember that stuff. All right. But yeah, we both have the Usos. Uh, next match. Actually... You go ahead. Next match. We'll, we'll, we're going to alternate like we always do. Duh. Yeah. Um, next match is for the Raw Tag Team Championships. It's AJ Styles and Omos versus RK Bro, Matt Riddle, and Randy Orton. I struggled with this, with picking this for a little bit, but the way that I remember this shaking out, right? So Randy Orton beats AJ Styles. I think last week, right? Right, right, that was before he gave the RKO to Riddle. Yeah. And then this week, AJ Styles beat AJ Matt Styles beats Riddle, and Omos beats Orton. Or did that end in DQ? I think Orton still won. <clears throat> well, either way, uh, the way that I saw this going, because Styles beat Riddle and Randy Orton's already beat Styles one on one. I think RK. It's time for RK Bro to win the tag titles. There's there's kind of two things that go into this. One, I think Riddle gets the pin on Styles in this match. One, and two, it's it just goes back to the thing I think I said at the last pay per view is that with crowds coming back, a lot of these titles are going to be changing hands now that crowds are back. Now that they see who is who, the crowd actually favors versus what they thought the crowd would favor based off of the Thunderdome, which they were just piping in chants anyways. So that's my reasoning there. RK Bro is my pick. Yeah. So aside from that, like AJ Styles and Omos do have a storyline. You know, Omos was the bodyguard of AJ Styles until he got in the ring at WrestleMania. But RK Bros, the storyline, the tag team storyline that Raw has been telling. And it's been the only really good storyline on Raw. It's been the only thing that I've enjoyed on Raw in the last few months. And they they did that whole thing where they teased RK Bro breaking up and then RK Bro actually not breaking up, coming back stronger. With a better friendship than ever before. SummerSlam's also the bi- the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. I thought you were literally about to say SummerSlam is all about friendship. That would have been good. <laughs> I-, I actually want that to be the tagline for next year's SummerSlam. SummerSlam. 
friendship equals summer. (laughs) 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 No, it's also the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. They're going to try to appease the fans, and the fans love RK-Bro. Therefore, RK-Bro is going to win on Saturday. Damn, still no still no differences. All right. Next match, uh United States Championship on the line. Damian Priest versus the champion Sheamus. Joe. Who do you have and why? I got Damian Priest. It's a secondary wow. <laughs> it's a secondary title and Sheamus has held it since WrestleMania. Yep. That's it. That was literally, and it, my reasoning for this one was the exactly what you said, coupled with the fact that I think a lot of titles are changing hands here. Yeah, I think a lot of titles are changing hands here too. Well, actually, <laughs> it's funny you say it. It's funny that I say it like I meant like a lot of titles are changing hands soon. Maybe not at this pay per view. Oh um, wow. Oh yeah, I guess I guess if we talk about the other matches, yeah, because um, I don't think a whole lot of other championships are changing hands. Yeah, I don't. I don't during think so. this pay per view, but we'll you know we'll see. We'll, we'll get into that. Next match is Edge versus Seth Rollins. It's the last non championship match. We already talked about the the story that's been going down with Edge and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is pompous. Edge is the iconoclast. Iconoclast. I, think I have I no that. idea what that means. I don't either. I think it's something about being an icon. That would make sense. Yeah. And Edge has also had a pretty pretty bad streak as of late. But who do you think is going to win and why? I don't like this pick. Mostly because, I, I mean, I watch a lot of other things and I read a lot of things about who everyone else is picking for these pay-per-views before I make my predictions. Specifically, Bleacher Report, when I read who their quote-unquote experts are picking for this match. All of them except for one picked Edge, which scares me because I'm picking Seth Rollins to win this match. Hmm. And two reasons. One, Edge made Seth Rollins look like a fool tonight on SmackDown. Basically, the segment version, not the wrestling version, of coming out on top on the go-home show. Secondly, along with Finn Balor, I think that Seth Rollins is your latter half of the year challenger for the Universal Championship. Mm -hmm. And there's no better way to make him a number one contender than to have him win versus Edge. So I'm going with Seth Rollins. All the things you said are fair, but I'm not picking the same thing as you, actually. Thank God. We're going to have a difference. I don't like this difference, but I also think that a lot of other people are going to see Edge's name and they're going to pick Edge I think that your fans like Dewey and Adam and Andy are all going to see Edge's name and they're automatically going to pick Edge. That's not necessarily why I picked it. But well, I mean, they're all stupid and they're going to pick Edge. So are you declaring yourself stupid? No, that's not what I, I agree that they're stupid. 
I agree that I'm stupid, <laughs> but I, I'm not saying I'm stupid because I'm picking edge. Okay, okay. Right, 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 right. right I think right. I'm picking edge just because of what I started alluding to when I introduced the match. Edge has had a bad streak. Edge is still a legend. WWE knows that everyone loves Edge. I think that Edge comes out on top, and then he goes away for a little bit, probably. But then what's... If that's if that's the case, what's the point? There is no point. I mean, that, I mean... There's sure. no point in a singles match. It's just a storyline from seven years ago. Everything's dating back to seven years ago. Damn it. Yeah. Rey Mysterio also... Uh, or sorry, Dominic Mysterio also made his debut last year at SummerSlam against Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins actually won. Right? No. I don't remember who won that match. I, I think it was Seth Rollins. Don't fucking know. Okay. I mean, there's no way of knowing. Probably not. All right. Probably right. <laughs> uh, next match. This is... In my opinion, the hardest match of the weekend for me to predict. Triple threat match, Raw Women's Championship, Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, versus Charlotte Flair, versus Rhea Ripley. I'm so glad that you get to predict this first. I don't, for no rhyme or reason, except that I don't think Charlotte's going to get another title reign and... I don't think they have anything to do with Rhea right now. I'm picking Nikki Cross. I think that Rhea Ripley might also turn heel after this on Nikki Cross. Uh, she had a she had a title or no, sorry she had a tag team match with Nikki Cross this week against Charlotte and Nia Jax, and I think that. Nikki could pin Charlotte, honestly, and then Rhea gets pissed off and turns heel. I think in order to have Rhea turn heel, she's going to take the pin and get really upset about it. Or, so, or, 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 hear me out, Rhea hits the riptide on Charlotte, Nikki pulls a fast one, throws her out of the ring, and gets the three count. Because I agree with you, I, I, I have Nikki A.S.H. winning this match. I don't know why. I just... Uh, she just won the championship. And I think that gives the best odds of... like. I think... It's like 50-50. Nikki wins or Nikki loses. And then if you're saying Nikki loses, then you have to pick between two people. I think the odds are just more in my favor if I pick Nikki versus not picking Nikki. I also think that Nikki Cross, Nikki Ash... Is a better uh, go visit sick kids in the hospital champion. Sure. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's your, what, second or third reason you're picking her? Yeah. Now I have a bunch of reasons. So make, make a wish kids would want to see her in the hospital. More than Rhea Ripley. Maybe not more than Charlotte Flair. But, you know, that's all superhero gimmick I think is. It's for the sick kids. Wow. That's a bold statement there, Joe. Very bold. It's the same thing with, with like, like the other face champions. Yes, I guess. 
just not something that I ever really think about when picking these matches. <laughs> I haven't thought about it before, but that's like the entirety of her character shift, I feel like, is for the kids. It's all right. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's her idea. I don't think she was like, I want to be a superhero gimmick because I want to go see dying children in a hospital. I don't know either. That, but I think WWE accepted it for similar reasons. Anyway, Joe, you really did made you this introduce take a that match. Dark turn. Oh no, you introduced that match. I did. So, you uh, did. so the other one, the next match is another tough match to predict. It's Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks. Yeah. This is. I mean, if if the last one was one A, this is one B with regards to. <laughs> This is one of the hardest matches to predict. Um, I'll tell you right now, I originally had Sasha Banks written down to win this match. Then I looked at my predictions and I said, I have a lot of heels winning. A lot of heels winning. So I flip-flopped and I'm going with Bianca Belair literally for that reason. I think this was the last match that I predicted or that I made a prediction for. And that's literally the only reason. This is quite literally a coin flip. Yeah, I agree. I'm going with Sasha Banks for no no specific reason except the opposite of what you said. Or the same thing as you said with a different outcome. Coin flip. So you're you're landing on Tails? No. I'm landing on Tails because Tails never fails. You're landing on heads. I guess on Saturday, tomorrow, we'll find out. Today, we'll find out what you landed on. Oh, it is is Saturday. Yeah. Happy SummerSlam Day, everyone. Oh, boy. All right. Next match, WWE Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Let's just run through this one. Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Has to be. Yeah, Goldberg is... Go away, Goldberg. We're done. Very much a part-timer, and he's in his second match of the year, which is what his contract says. Last match is Roman Reigns versus John Cena. We've already talked about this a lot, so why are you picking Roman Reigns? Or we already know why. He's the head of the table. He's the head of the table. And he said if he loses, he's quitting WWE, which... Just so much solidifies it. Easiest match of all time to to predict. So, I mean, it's... It's going to be great. It's going to be match of the show. It's just uh, the outcome. It's just like Edge versus Roman at Money in the Bank. The match was incredible, but you knew the whole time Roman was going to win that match. So really, I'm just in it to see some great wrestling, which I know we're going to see. Big match, John. Always performs in big matches. And Roman Reigns is doing the best work out of anyone in any wrestling promotion right now. Mm. And has been for the last year. Yeah. So, prop bets time, Joe. Go ahead. Ask me. Who? I'm sorry. If there is blood, who will bleed? This is a tough one for me. This is a tough one. There's only one alternate rules match and that's because it's a triple threat which therefore makes it a no dq uh i'm picking the alabaster warrior or whatever they fuck they call him because he's the whitest person so it's the most easy to see his blood 
I got Sheamus. Ooh, I didn't even think about Sheamus. I think that's a good pick. Well, thanks. I did not pick Sheamus. I picked someone who I noticed. I could be completely wrong because I didn't watch Raw. But I'm fairly certain this person bled on Monday and is going to have a cut. Oh, no. They didn't bleed on Monday. They had a cut on Raw when they showed up over their left eye. It's Randy Orton. I'm picking Randy Orton to bleed. Okay. And that's now, literally the only reason. <laughs> now, he had a cut over his over one of his eyes on Monday. So he probably got it the week before. So at this point, it's almost two weeks old. It was still there on Monday, and it was still like very, very much a scar on, over over basically his like eyebrow, left eyebrow area. All he needs is just just hit that on something, just tear that scab off. It hopefully it's still there, and we've got blood, ladies and gentlemen. I honestly almost picked someone from that match. So who? I don't know. I probably would have said someone like AJ Styles because hmm. like bad landing or something, but I didn't. I said Sheamus. Well, uh, last thing for SummerSlam and then we'll move on to NXT. Who not on the card will make an appearance? So Joe kind of alluded to while we were sitting watching SmackDown who he's picking. And I think that's who he's picking. I'm not going that route and I'll let him explain who he's picking and why he's picking it. Uh, I'm going with Big E. I don't think there's going to be a cash-in, but anytime there's a Money in the Bank contract winner, and as I'm saying this, I realize he doesn't even have the fucking briefcase, and I feel like an idiot. But normally, that person, regardless of if they're involved in a match, will show up. So I'm going with Big E. That's a good pick. Baron Corbin also would have been a good pick. Yeah, I thought about Baron Corbin too. Um, but I'm I'm actually going against what the normal rules are. I am going with someone that's actually listed on the Wikipedia page. But they're, they're not listed, listed to show up. Not listed to show up. They're listed as banned from ringside. And that's Shanky and Veer. I picked Shanky specifically or whatever. That's, Is that I just because he has a cooler name? Because his name was listed first. Okay. Yeah, so I got Shanky because there's going to be some, like, I, in what I, the reason I picked him is because I think there's going to be some backstage segment, whether it be in the pre show or whether it be them, right before, them talking I to him you, right I before he you, walked out to the ring. Guarantee you, right before Jinder comes out to the ring, there will be a backstage interview. They will be next to him. Yeah. You're going to get... This is a, almost a guaranteed two points. Uh, I didn't want to pick one of them just because... Cop out? Yeah, that was, it's kind of a cop out. It's kind though. of a cop out, but... I'm, I mean, we're here to get the belt back. Yeah, fuck you, Dewey. Fuck, fuck Dewey. You know who Dewey's not going to pick? Shanky or Veer? Yeah, because he's, he's a fucking He's going to pick Becky Lynch. I, and I, if he does pick Becky Lynch, I'm. I hope he's right. I do too. <laughs> I miss her. I was gonna talk about that later when we were done. Well, actually, I mean, we are done with SummerSlam. I mean, is she really like the only big name that could potentially show up here? I think so. And return. I mean, you think Bray Wyatt might show up? I do. <laughs> and I'm. I've called the people 
that thought this was a conspiracy against Bray Wyatt or like that called it a conspiracy, not against Bray Wyatt, but like called his release a conspiracy. I haven't looked, I really haven't even looked too much more into it. I just, his Twitter handle is still WWE Bray Wyatt. His Twitter photo is still like a fan art or somebody's art of the fiend. And I know that I've seen cryptic tweets tweeted out by him. And then I went and looked at his Twitter profile today. And the same cryptic tweets that I saw are now deleted. I saw a new, there was a new tweet from him today. There was, it's probably already gone. Hold on. I saw it earlier. Go ahead. But you could keep talking. I'm going to look though. I mean, my pick is Big E, but if I had to pick a big name to show up here, I think I would. I think I would pick Becky Lynch. Just I'm, I'm just too scared to pick Bray Wyatt. But man, six hours ago he said, "Rock stars come and go, musicians play until they die," and that's an Eddie Van Halen quote. Yeah, I don't know how. I I somebody on Twitter will look into that. I surely won't. And don't call me Shirley. All right, that wraps up SummerSlam predictions, and then we're going to move into NXT TakeOver 36 predictions. Let's start with the pre-show match, uh, Ridge Holland versus Trey Baxter. Joe, who do you have and why? Uh, I got Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland just came back from injury, and he's being sold as that badass again. I think that... If there's a third or fourth group that gets added to that War Games match that we've already predicted, that it's going to be Pete Dunne's group to include Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland's establishing himself again after that 10 months of injury, 10 months off from injury. No idea how long he's been out. It's been a while, and he's been dominant since. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, Ridge, Ridge Holland's been, he, he used to be around, but like it's been a while. Yeah, who do you have? <laughs> Nobody's going to get that reference. Maybe Dewey and Adam if they listen to this, but they're bad friends, so probably <laughs> not. Um, I have Ridge Holland as well. Same exact reasons. Uh, let's move on to the next match. Uh, the next match is LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes for the Million Dollar Championship. If LA Knight wins, then... Ted DiBiase will become the butler to LA Knight instead of Cameron Grimes. So, two reasons here that I'm picking Mr. Cameron Grimes. One, Ted DiBiase will not be shown as being LA Knight's butler. I think they probably only got him for like a few months, I'm thinking. And after this takeover, he's probably done with appearances. Two, LA Knight has beaten Cameron Grimes twice now, and it's time for Cameron Grimes to get a win. Cameron Grimes will become the million dollar champion. LA Knight's going to look like a fool, and that's all I got to say about that. So you actually convinced me that Cameron Grimes was going to win this match last time when you said Cameron Grimes was not going to win the match that I predicted him to win. Yeah. Which was the two of three. So I also have Cameron Grimes because... 
It's the third match. And similar reasons to what you said. Ted DiBiase is going to go away, and he's definitely not going to be a butler. Agreed. All right. Third match. The match that I am, over this entire weekend, looking forward to the most. Ilya Dragunov versus Walter for the NXT United Kingdom champion. Walter is the longest reigning champion in modern history. And this is their second match that they're having. They had a, a an absolute classic last, I think, like September, October. I forget what month it was. I don't think this is going to be anything different. Joe, who do you have and why? So this was a little weird, right? So Ilya Droganov was, I guess, not medically cleared when when this rematch was supposed to happen. And now he is medically cleared. So he shows up on NXT, and he immediately loses to Pete Dunne, the, the, the number one contender for the NXT UK champion, loses to a former very long reigning NXT UK champion. And then the next week he wins. So they're kind of like booking him a little weird, but I don't think that's going to take away from, from the push that he's getting, which we'll see him as the champ in the end. Ilya, Ilya Droganov is, will beat Walter. Walter's been champ for so fucking long. Dragunov. Dragunov. Am I saying it different than you? You said Droganov. Okay. You're autistic and you can't speak or read. I, I don't know. Did you spell it with an O? No, it says drag, and then I have an unnecessarily long distance between G and Unov. <laughs> like, look at this. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know what. Like, you literally wrote Ilya Drag. Ilya Drag Unov. Yeah. I was probably like, like it was I probably three, stopped. Like it was three names. I probably stopped writing because that was probably the time that like the red lights hit and the brood came back. Ooh, possibly. Uh, and then I just continued writing later. All right. I also have Ilya Dragunov, and uh, it's strictly for the reason that it is time for Walter to lose finally. And uh, with the new direction that NXT is allegedly taking. Uh, Walter is almost definitely, I would think, headed for the main roster and almost certainly has to be headed to the main roster, not with an NXT championship around his waist Mm -hmm. or a championship that's related to NXT. So yeah, I have Ilya Dragunov. All right, cool. Next match is Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai. And I actually hope this is our difference for the night. Oh, wow. All right. Probably is because the way that you're looking at me says that you're taking Dakota Kai. I'm taking Raquel Gonzalez. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, so you're taking Raquel Gonzalez as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm taking Raquel. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why you thought I would take Dakota Kai here. It's... Are you sure you don't want to pick? It's a long time coming. She's she's deserved it for a really long time. No, it's not the time for Dakota to win. If anything, they're going to do this match. Like 
they'll have multiple matches. And uh, I think this will be the first of a few. They'll probably do this match. The next, the next takeover that they do is probably War Games. And I think if we're doing women's War Games, it's going to be Team Dakota versus Team Raquel. That will be the point where Team Dakota probably wins. And then she gets a rematch, maybe wins the championship then. I just don't think this is the time. Huh. Our brains are working pretty similarly here where I don't think she loses. I don't think Raquel loses tonight, Sunday night. And the feud continues. I like what you're saying about the War Games match. And potentially if there's an NXT before... Royal Rumble. That's when she wins it. If not, she probably just wins it on TV at some point. Yeah. All right. Uh, second to last match here. Two out of three falls. Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, number three. First match is a traditional wrestling match. Second match is a street fight. Third match is, if needed, you know, I have to have to have to say that if necessary, which it will be is going to be inside of a steel cage. Who do you have, Joe? Hey. I got Kyle O'Reilly. Mm. Uh, for for reasons of, I think that Adam Cole probably wants to do this for Kyle O'Reilly because he, he deserves it. And they're I, I believe they're friends in real life. Yeah. And also the reports of Adam Cole no longer being an NXT talent, whether he goes to WWE or... NXT or sorry WWE or AEW he he's not going to be in NXT anyway anymore and the best way to go out is on your back so I'll turn the question over to you but I'm going to amplify the question a little bit when do you who do you think is going to win each fall also answer the original question Kyle O'Reilly wins the match and they win the opposite of what they picked so Cole goes up 1-0 wins the traditional match that O'Reilly picked. O'Reilly wins the street fight that Adam Cole picked. And then O'Reilly picks the steel cage match or wins the steel cage match. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. One, two, or uh, one to two with two of them happening for the same person in a row. That being O'Reilly. Which brings us to our last match. Um, Very highly anticipated match. Apparently not the most anticipated match of the weekend. And that's fine because there are a lot of there are quite a few good matches this weekend. Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship. So Karrion Cross has been on Raw for over a month now. Mm-hmm. He's gonna he's gonna be going to Raw after the draft, almost certainly. It's sort of a no brainer here. It's it's Joe, not you. It's Samoa Joe. It it sucks because I don't think he's going to have a long reign with the new direction that NXT is taking. And after hearing the news that they're taking a new direction with NXT, I I pondered picking Karrion Cross for a little bit, like a few weeks ago. But then I thought, no, Dylan, that would be stupid because Karrion Cross has been on Raw for like a month now. And yeah, it, it, it Samoa Joe returned for literally this reason. 
He's gonna he's gonna win the NXT championship. He's gonna become the first and only three time champion or three time NXT champion ever. And then lose to someone eventually. I mean, whenever they take this new direction, it's it's tough to know who it's gonna be that's gonna take the top spot at this point. No fucking idea. No idea. That'll be uh that'll be a conversation had for another day. But it's it's definitely Samoa Joe here. Do you have uh, any have different? Re- do you say. have any different reasons why you're taking Samoa Joe? I have nothing else to say. I also hope that Samoa Joe is able to have some kind of title reign before these things take effect. Yeah, I don't think he's going to lose it at like War Games or anything. I think it'll probably be like Rumble or Mania, mm-hmm. and he'll try to hang on as long as possible. Which that I mean, if he hangs on till Mania weekend, that'll be an excellent title reign. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't be upset at that at all. So. Yeah, I agree with you on that. All right. Last two predictions before we close out. Who are, let's do, let's do who not on the car will make an appearance for first for this one. Who do you um, have on this one, Joe? So, uh, and I'm verifying right now that I'm not fucked up, but I have Pete Dunn to make an appearance. Ooh. Just Where do you see that happening? Uh, the Ridge Holland thing. Damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it, it, Ridge Holland is Team Pete Dunn. So, yeah, right now he's not on the card at all. So, well, didn't even think about that. Uh, I picked someone that's also going to sh- probably show up in an entrance with another competitor later in the night. I'm uh, I'm picking Fabian Eigner from Imperium. I <laughs> think there's a. Uh, it's almost a guarantee that they're going to show up with Walter in his entrance. If not, they're going to show up during the match to try and like build, build up to the point where like Walter almost has to like cheat to win because Ilya Dragunov is doing so well in the match, and they kind of build up the suspense by having them try to interfere mm-hmm. him and or uh, Marcel Bartel. Uh, no, I mean I could have picked either one of them. I think they'll both be there, but. Yeah, going with Fabian Eichner here. That's really the only. I didn't even like I said. I didn't even think about Pete Dunn, and that was the only one that I saw on the card where I'm like, "There's." I mean that that guy has people that he normally shows up with. I guess I'll pick those one of those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, is, this was a tough one for it, not on the card. It was. Uh, so the last one we got is if there is blood, who will bleed? Yep. So. When I watched NXT on Tuesday and I saw Ilya Dragunov get busted open, I thought, boom, no-brainer. Ilya Dragunov's going to have a, a scar. Just I thought I was going to pick two people that had scars on their face. Scabs. Scabs. Scabs, not scars. On their face. Uh, and hope that the scabs get busted open on their respective pay-per-views. But that's not the direction I went here. I went instead with the tried and true. I'm going to go with the person who's probably going to have, who's probably going to be in the ring the longest amount of time. Uh, you could go either way here, but I'm going with Adam Cole. Good. So we don't have the same pick because I went with Kyle O'Reilly for Ooh, the same reason. Nice. Not only is he going to be in the ring for the longest amount of time, but it's going to go to that that uh, street fight and it's going to go to that steel cage fight match. Yep. That was just, I thought, you know, no brainer there. 
I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to pick Dragonoff because of the fact that NXT has been taped recently and I didn't know when that specific episode when he got busted open when that got taped if it was taped I don't know couldn't couldn't wouldn't shouldn't didn't leave it to chance so all right um so that's that's gonna close out the show this week next week yeah joe joe's looking at me no listener questions this week uh we'll bring him back next week because we're running a little long here like i said last week we're gonna try and shorten it up a little bit for everyone uh just so it doesn't take three hours to listen to this podcast uh but next week we're gonna have our reactions our beer ratings from everything we just predicted uh hopefully dewey finally loses the championship and hopefully one of the two of us hopefully me brings it home for good brings it home for for us for the fans for the fans for the family of the drunk dudes talking wrestling as always you can follow us on twitter at ddt wrestle pod you can follow me on untapped at dylan free you can follow joe on untapped at joe kalinowski Remember to rate, review, subscribe, whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Those help us out a lot. Really appreciate it. And we have been the Drunk Dudes, Dylan and Joe, and we'll catch you on down the road. I was thinking about you.